Hello and welcome to Social Media Ministries. My name is Spencer Kaufman. Thanks so much for tuning in. If it's your first time, check out a playlist up here because we are in the middle of a sermon series about the end times so you can visit that on our YouTube channel and get caught up. We are on seven of 14 parts, so we're about halfway through. We've got about another month and a half to go, so this is excellent. We're talking about the end times, and if you have been with us this whole time, I hope you are still intrigued and as interested in this as I am. We've spoken about uh, Daniel's dream. We've spoken about Nebuchadnezzar's dream. We've talked about uh, chapters 2, 7, and 8 in the book of Daniel. We've also talked a little bit about Revelation chapters 12 to 14. So if you haven't read all those, read them so you understand exactly what's going on. Also, remember to check out our previous messages or previous sermons because this is a series and we've been building up to this point. Today, we are talking about the bear with three ribs in its mouth that is out there eating its fill of flesh. This guy is devouring. This is a powerful nation that is really, really just very, uh, it's, it's a bear. They're, they're powerful, they're cold, they're ruthless and hungry to devour more. So what is this? Well, let's dive into some of it. Remember, we've already spoken about how the lion <clears throat> with the wings of an eagle, was one nation and became another. So we've got two nations that are nailed down from this. Uh, it's the nation of Great Britain, or United Kingdom, and then also now America. And so what does this bear with three ribs represent? Well, we've got some erroneous representations that we've spoken about. Remember, it could be uh, Media Persia, and then the three ribs could be Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt that they've conquered. Uh, that's what a popular belief is. Also, they derive that from part of Nebuchadnezzar's dream in Daniel chapter 2 and then also Daniel chapter 7. But we know that that's incorrect because we know that these nations have to be in the future of Daniel or the future of this time period of Daniel chapter 7, which would mean it could not have been from Nebuchadnezzar's dream 50 years earlier. The only explanation would be if Nebuchadnezzar's dream carried from the point of the dream all the way to the end of time, like even into Revelation, which is a very uh, more possible or more probable interpretation because in Nebuchadnezzar's dream at the end where they have the stone or the rock that takes out everything, that's very possibly the very end times when Christ comes back and wipes them out and gets rid of the bad guys and then starts uh, you know, pulling the Christians out and, and peace on earth and all of that at the end. So, um, what, what is this bear? If it's not uh, Media Persia taking over Babylon, well, we know that because uh, Daniel chapter 8 specifically references an interpretation of Media Persia. The two-horned ram that you saw represents the kings of Media and Persia. It's very specific there. So I don't know how people could misinterpret and think that the bear represents Media Persia when Daniel chapter 8 is, is very specific on what media Persia is represented by. So we're gonna leave that alone. If you have any more discussion about it, I encourage you to go back to the other videos on the erroneous representation of beasts and you can discuss it there or also even comment below on this one. It's a whole series, so there are gonna be all kinds of discussion posts and comments on all of the videos. So it's a lot to, to engage in 
And also, I mean, it's very possible it'll be on the Facebook page too. So check that out. A lot more people like conversing and posting their opinions on Facebook. Just remember, please be respectful. Keep an open heart and an open mind when you're reading other people's thoughts and discussions. And then always, always, always go back to the Bible. And that's what we're trying to do here is I'm trying to give you a very clear interpretation of what it all means. So let's continue on. We know it's not Media Persia and we know it's not Babylon, Lydia, and Egypt being conquered. Those, that's not what it is. So what can it be? Remember, it must be a modern nation. How do we know this? Well, we go over this every time, but if this is your first time, it's your first time. So how do we know this has to be a modern nation? Daniel chapter 7, verse 11. Then I continued to watch because of the boastful words the horn was speaking. What is the horn? The horn comes up out of the fourth beast. It's boastful, it's prideful. The beast was slain, its body destroyed, thrown into blazing fire. This would be another nation led by the Antichrist. And then Christ comes and destroys it, gets thrown into the fire. So we know that at this time, the Antichrist is here, Christ returns, gets rid of them. The other beasts, which are these other nations, had been stripped of their authority, but were allowed to live for a period of time. So based on that, we believe that these nations have to be a modern nation that has to be here at the end times, when Christ comes back and when the, when the Antichrist is here causing all kinds of terror. How do we know they have to be a modern nation? Well, uh, verse 17 says that they are nations that will come to be or will rise. So we know it's in the future from the time Daniel had this vision. So it's sometime in the future. It could not have been a nation from the past. So that's how we know that. Uh, continuing on, the bear. What is a bear? It's, it's ruthless. It's vicious. It's a cold nation. That's how it's depicted. That will eat its fill of flesh. What could the bear be? Uh, we've talked in, in previous messages. We spoke about how uh, these animals uh, and, and what nations they could represent so the bear, uh, it has to be we know something future, but also uh, we know that it was a modern day nation, so the, it's a very good possibility that just like Great Britain or United Kingdom-ish and America, they're nations that we know of today. And so it's, it's unlikely that it, it, the bear is some type of state or territory or province, like California is represented by the bear. Is California going to become its own nation and start devouring other states as it moves its way east and, and takes over? It's unlikely. I mean, it could happen. You never know, but it's unlikely. Uh, so what is the bear represented by? Well, there's really only one nation that fits this profile that throughout history has been depicted as cold, ruthless, vicious, uh, I don't mean that in a negative way. I'm talking historically here, and it's portrayed that way. It, it just is, whether it's a stereotype, whether you believe it to be true or not. Uh, that nation is the modern-day nation of Russia. And I say modern-day. Why? Because Russia has been around for a very long time. We had uh, the Huns uh, going through and taking Russia. We had the Mongols going through and taking Russia. They were, they were both vicious type people that they, they conquered. We had Napoleon trying to march in on Russia. We had Hitler trying to march in on Russia. So we've had a lot of different change. Russia has been there forever. And whether you call it Russia or it was known as something else, Northern Asia, uh, it, I'm saying the modern day nation of Russia. Why do I say that? Well, because prior to 1991, 1989-ish, the uh, 
area of Russia, Northern Asia, that area was the USSR, a Soviet Republic. And then when the Berlin Wall came down in 1989 and then in 1991, when the new nation was formed, it, it was Russia now. And so we'll get into that a little bit more. But it's that modern day nation of Russia. That's what the bear is. It's one nation, one bear. And so we have uh, Russia historically, very truthfully, has been known for its ruthlessness. It, it has. It really has. You take a look at uh, the Soviet Union, which was the USSR, and what, what they did and, and their secret organizations, KGB and FSB and, and what they do. I mean, yes, of course, America has some ruthlessness too, but then take a look at Russia's leaders. They're very well known for their ability to devour flesh. And you're like, why? Well, take a look at leaders like Lenin and Stalin. They both killed millions of people. They were crazy devouring flesh. And the Bible says that the bear is raised up on one side with three ribs in its mouth. Daniel chapter 7, verse 5. And there before me was a second beast, which looked like a bear. It was raised up on one of its sides. It had three ribs in its mouth between its teeth. It was told, it was told this, get up and eat your fill of flesh. So this is, this is a nation that has been given permission by what, by whom? Well, an angel, the Antichrist, has been given permission to get up and eat its fill of flesh. So Russia is going to do that eventually. Russia will go out and eat its fill of flesh. So that means what's going to happen? Well, we have the modern-day Russia was born in 1991. The Berlin Wall came down in 1989. And then, so some people could say, well, maybe it was 1989, not 1991. But really, when they restructured, they got everything taken care of. And officially, in 1991, Russia was born. However, what happened? This was really a rebirth of the USSR which began after the October Revolution in 1917. So October Revolution, 1917, USSR came. Then we have all this division of the Berlin Wall and everything like that. It comes down in 1989, 1991 happens. Modern day Russia happens. The USSR is reborn. Things start going well again. Russia is known for its ability to restructure, devour, take over, conquer, slaughter. You know, Lenin and Stalin, they, they're people that slaughtered people. Uh, it, it's just what it does. So these three ribs, what do they represent? As I alluded to before, they no doubt represent nations. Why? Russia today, modern day Russia, one nation, the bear, eating its fill of flesh. What is it going to eat? What does a country eat? A country eats other countries. Why? Because they're conquering territory. They're expanding their empire. So it's very likely that these three ribs are nations that Russia will attempt to conquer to gain back the former Soviet republics that it once held. Remember, when, when things got divided for the USSR and the revolution happened, everything split up. These nations like Ukraine, they became their own nation and Russia was separated. And then the Berlin Wall came down and now the USSR kind of got restructured over here, a rebirth of modern day Russia. And so it's very, very possible that they will say, hey, we want the, the nation that we once had. We want to conquer all this territory again. How do we do that? Well, let's start rebuilding 
what we once had. And so they might go after countries like Ukraine and start rebuilding this territory. So I say Ukraine and two unknown others, other countries that were formerly part of the USSR. However, there could be another interpretation on this, another spin that I find to be a little bit more likely given our current state of the world. Russia is a nation that uh, currently, the, the, if they have like a declared religion, kind of like the United States. What is the United States' primary religion? It's Christianity. Uh, whether it's declared or not, primarily, uh, yes, we're a melting pot, we're, we're getting tons of other people, but it's like if you take nations and you say, what is their religion? You take China, what are they? Uh, you know, India, what are they? You have Buddhism and Hindu and, and these other religions over there. You have uh, the, the Middle East, what are they? Primarily Muslim or the Islam religion. U.S., Christianity, what is Russia or Europe even? <clears throat> well, Europe is really <clears throat> a lot of Christianity or now even Islam. And what would Russia have traditionally been? Uh, primarily now Christianity. So if you look at what they are, I find that the state of the world today with what uh, the primary religion is in these areas and what the primary beliefs are, we have right now terrorism uh, just coming through the world. And where is it coming through in the most? Well, if terrorism is originating out of the Middle East, I mean Middle Eastern terrorism like uh, groups like Al-Qaeda or the Taliban or things like that. And, and they are coming, arising out of the, the Middle East, whether they are being funded by whoever, Russia, America, Africa, Europe, whoever they're being funded by, whatever political idealism or agenda is behind it, that's all beside the point. The origination of this militant group right now is coming from radical Islam. And, and that's very sad because Islam is derived from the word peace, uh, and so it, it, it gives them a really bad rap. Everyone thinks that all Muslims are evil, that all Islam is evil, when that's simply not the case. They're not all evil. It's a small group that is giving the whole place a bad representation, exactly like modern-day racism. You have a small group of, of uh, even minorities, a small group of, of black people who are ruining it for the rest of them. Or a small group of white people who ruin it for the rest of them. Or a small group of Muslim or Islamic terrorists that are ruining it for the rest of the people. A small, you could go on and on. The point of the matter is this. That this, what's happening in this world today, if, if Islam or the radicalists, let's just call them terrorists, okay, now that we've clarified what I mean by that, this, if this, these terrorist groups right now are moving their way through Europe, they're coming through, they're, they're causing all kinds of problems throughout Europe, whether it's in London, England, United Kingdom, uh, France, all over the place. They're causing problems. They're moving in. They've got sleeper cells. It's getting bad. And so what could happen as time goes on, and I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but we're kind of priming the well for the next several uh, sermons, is that Russia, being a primarily Christian nation, could eventually team up and say enough is enough. And so they're going to look to conquer. Where would they conquer? What are they going to go after? Well, if these nations of terrorism 
are in the Middle East, it's very possible that those three ribs could represent some terrorist nations. Now, uh, traditionally from what we have, like where did uh, Osama bin Laden and, and Al-Qaeda Al come from? Well, that was really out of Pakistan area or Iran. A lot of these terrorism groups came from that area. We were in Iraq with this war that has been going on. Iraq, Afghanistan uh, has been going on with Saddam Hussein and, and, and all of this war on terror that has been, I mean, it's like 20 years now. And so it's really getting crazy. A lot of times people don't even know what is being done anymore or what we're fighting against. Really, we're just having a presence and we're showing uh, that, that the United States is a world superpower, which we alluded to with Great Britain. They were having a presence all over the place. Uh, history was repeating itself. I'm not saying anything bad about how we have a presence. I think that we are saving lives and protecting a lot of people, but we got to keep in mind history and we got to keep in mind uh, where things are going. So what could the what could Russia, the bear, look to devour? If it starts getting in on this terrorism stuff, Iran, Turkey, and Syria look to be three good uh, prospects, unless they go after like Pakistan and Iraq, but I, I, it's not likely. It's looking more, or maybe even Israel, uh, the nation of Israel, they're in a lot of conflict with a lot of the people around them, but Syria looks to be pretty likely and Iran. And whether you want to throw Turkey in there because uh, it's a food, you know, people eat Turkey all the time. I'm just kidding. Uh, whether you throw Turkey in there or not, it's in the geographical area that they could come through and conquer. So the, the bear, Russian bear, could come through and grab those three ribs of those three countries and just devour them to, to obli help obliterate terrorism. Or they could be coming through trying to expand their empire and, and grab nations like Ukraine and a couple others to rebuild what they once had with the Soviet Union. So it's likely that Russia is already making some type of plans to do this, whether or not they are outwardly making those plans or not. Now, if I turn up, uh, you know, non-existent sometime, you'll know that what I just speculated ex it happened exactly because they wanted to silence it. Probably not. But the point is, Russia is likely on the move. They're doing something. A bear does not hibernate forever. And if they're hibernating right now, uh, eventually Russia will wake up and they will get up and eat their fill of flesh and they'll start by going after those three ribs, those three nations. What are they? Well, the couple speculations, if they start moving to reclaim territory they had before or if they start wiping out uh, a new cause and grabbing... Uh, terrorism and knocking out those nations, uh, then what would they do? Well, if they're eating their fill of flesh uh, and they knock out those terrorism nations, it's possible that they just devour them and then move on and they're not even expanding their empire. They're just going in there and slaughtering and cleaning house. So that could happen or they could be reclaiming and rebuilding their empire. So a couple different options right there. What's going to happen? We don't know for certain, but we do know that it will all be happening and that these nations will exist and that it will start something uh, really huge, major war, conflict, strife, etc. So uh, keep with us. We've talked about now the lion into the man. and we've, So we've got uh, Europe, Great Britain area, we've got the United States, and now we've got Russia, possibly three more nations that are going to be involved in this whole end times prophecy uh, time period. 
We've still got the leopard and the leopard heads, four heads and four wings. So stay tuned with us. The next couple weeks, we're going to talk about that beast. Then we'll get into what's going to happen after that. This new world order, the fourth beast, and then how the world east against west and the beginning of the end and finally the end. So stay tuned with us. Keep with us. Hit that subscribe button, the like button, and the bell icon to be notified when we keep posting. Otherwise, just keep tuned. We got every week we're, we're putting one of these out. And we've got several more to go. So let's pray. Lord, thank you for this time together. Thank you so much for uh, this awesome uh, prophecies, these visions that you have given us in the Bible that we can, can, can read and look at and, and dissect and try to understand. And thank you for the interpretation that you have blessed us with. I ask that each and every person out there uh, would receive your spirit and that they would be able to understand and interpret the scriptures in the Bible and that that they would also share these messages with other people to help them do the same. And whether they share them using the share buttons or whether they just get out there and talk about it, either way, it's not, it's not us, that we, it's not these messages or it's not social media ministries that wants to be shared. It's this book, it's this Bible, it's these scriptures, these interpretations. So whether they're out there talking about it or whether they're using the link below, either way, as long as this content gets shared, that's all that matters, Lord. So please... Uh, help that to happen. Allow these seeds to be planted and to be nourished and to grow and bear fruit so that they can go out there and be fruitful and bring other people into the kingdom of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks again for being with us. I know this has been a long sermon series, but hopefully I've kept it interesting for you. I welcome your comments below. Also, uh, in any discussion with other people's comments, feel free. There's a lot to talk about with these prophecies. God bless.